My name's Red, and I want to tell you about the Transformers. My curiosity is aroused. Decepticons, transform and rise up! Calling Autobots! Calling Autobots! This is a battle protocol! Robots with emotions. Robots who can die. folks and welcome back to Fan Holes Transformer Tuesdays the Transformers podcast that is also uh I don't know where I was going with that in any case um you know the the usual shtick we do with this uh show we talk about all Transformers all the time and uh usually we pick like a random piece of Transformers fiction to discuss uh and tonight we will be talking about Transformers Zone the one episode uh, OVA, I guess, that was released in Japan in 1990 as pretty much like the last attempt to revive Transformers in Japan for a little while. And clearly it did not succeed because uh, aside from like the toy line, you know, there was no, and like some like manga uh, pages and stuff, there was, was no more animated uh, Transformers in Japan for quite a little while. Do you, do you think anybody knows that, that OVA, or does anybody not know that OVA stands for Original Video Animation? Like, are there, like, young kids that are like, what's an OVA? Or do they all know what OVA is? Yeah, I guess OVAs were, like, huge in, like, the 90s. And, like, yeah, like you said, Derek, it stands for Original Video Animation, which basically means, you know, Japan, like, released it straight to video. And you had to put down, you know, money to get it. And you know they were pretty big in the it, it it usually meant like the animation quality was better because you know they were selling it to you and it didn't have to go on like the TV or whatever but um yeah it's kind of like how DC their animated movies now direct to Blu-ray and DVD yeah i mean it's the yeah. japanese equivalent then of, of DTV you know direct to video but in this case yeah. they they called it original video animation because it was usually some form of anime that was not going to be broadcast on television, and it was just released, you know, directly yeah. to video stores. And, and sometimes so, yeah, they I were mean, a little bit more about too. I was going to say, like, we talked about Scramble City in a previous, like, episode, so this is pretty much, like, the same deal. Um, before I get more into it, I should, I haven't even introduced everyone yet, you know. Uh, I'm Mike, and with me are... Hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek WC. Hi, uh, this is Yon Air Hammer. Hey, this is Tony, and my head's on backwards. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Are you you are have you, two weird, like, Are you predicting? Maybe I am. <laughs> you have two weird, like, vertical bulbs for eyes or something. But, <laughs> but in any case, yeah, so, um, I guess... I will lead off with a summary of Zone episode one, episode one, and episode like the end because episode it only one lasted. and one and only. Yeah, exactly. Basically, uh, this is a follow-up, obviously, to Transformers Victory, which is was the last series and featured uh, Star Saber as the uh, Cybertron Supreme Commander, 
it opens up uh, somewhere, like in in the universe, uh, the uh, well-established and uh, long-time Transformers villain, uh, Violin Jiger, who looks like a giant, weird, like, organic mechanoid-type thing with three faces, sort of sort of similar to, like, a Quintazon almost. His faces, like, rotate around and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously I'm being sarcastic when I say, like, long-established and, like, you know, well-known Transformers villain, because this is the first time we've ever seen him. And um, he has gathered a bunch of legendary... I, I, they don't really like explain like if he's resurrected them or if he's he's just gathered them from around like the universe or whatever. I, I feel like but, people, at least the way that people interpret it, because you would, I don't know, maybe I'm just reading into it, but you would imagine like some of these assholes are dead, right? Like so, yeah, so like overlord that, and yeah. yeah. So it's like it seems like he he has resurrected them. I, I think some people like I think even the wiki describes the character as like a supernatural leader, and I guess the reason why they do that is because he's up. It, it kind of reminds me of like some of the Ultraman stuff where they resurrect yeah, like was, old monsters and stuff. I was gonna say he seems like a Sentai villain yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm but, pretty uh, sure. Yeah, I know. I know Black Zarek definitely bit the big one in his. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Overlord died too. So. But uh, yeah, he he gathers a bunch of most the most of them are like gestalts like um they uh I'll, I'll just name them all a uh, devastator, menasaur, uh, predaking, abominus, bruticus, uh, king Poseidon, Triptychon, uh, black Zarek, and overlord, and collectively he calls them the nine great demon generals of the Destrons. So, I mean, it's not exactly like uh. I wouldn't call any of those guys except maybe like Overlord and like Black Zarek as like generals or you know any any people who are in a position of authority at any point in Transformers like continuity except like I said obviously like Overlord and Black Zarek were were the commanders but the rest of them were just kind of like you know weapons of mass destruction. But, well, I, I yeah, kept thinking Avram couldn't even talk. <laughs> I kept thinking if they actually resurrected anybody with half a brain, then they would try to like assert power from Violent Jagger. Like it's like, oh, if you resurrected Galvatron or Megatron or whoever, they would obviously try to take over. So I yeah. was like, oh, look, he got like seven dummies and two guys who had half a brain. You know, like I was like, okay, no, no big deal. Yeah. You know, like side note, we might we might talk a little about it later, but like the manga adaptation of this episode, like it it actually like has like captions next to everyone's names, and it has the functions of like each like demon general. And <laughs> Menasaur's function is intelligence general. And I'm like, Menasaur is clearly not <laughs> Menasaur is clearly not the intelligence general. You know, he, he gathers, he gathers intelligence. But Minnesota, it's, what are you going to do? I'm going to run around until I get tired and go to sleep. <laughs> like, I, I assume it means, like, intelligence in terms of, like, maybe recon or yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. But, like, I, I know it says, like, De- Dev- Devastator is, is termed as the technology general. And uh, <laughs> Triptychon is termed as the Saurian general. Like, so I was like... I, I was like, wait a minute. So, like, like you say, Devastator is in charge of technology, and Menasaur is in charge of intelligence, but Triptychon is in charge of 
dinosaur stuff? <laughs> like, you know. Okay. It's like when the when the uh, dinosaur pretenders come on by and they have a big barbecue. You know, he's like, "You guys come with me." <laughs> you got this? Like, you got this Trypticon? Like, uh oh, dinosaur stuff. Like, you got this man? Like, <laughs> like hey, Trypticon. We have a question about dinosaurs. I got it. <laughs> It's like Denver is on the way for some barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, in any case, moving on. So, like, you know, Violent Jiger gathers these nine Decepticons together, and he he sends them out, uh, what do you call He pretty much has a mission for them, or or two missions. Don't, Don't forget, though, Mike, before he does that, he makes them look fabulous. That's right. Yeah, they all they all are given like new armor and weird like capes and like you know, I don't know, you know what like, I was going to call them was like these the the endless waltz like Decepticon combiner generals or whatever because they all have yeah. those weird character designs that it's like you they're they're pretty recognizable <laughs> as who they're supposed to be but they're sort of tweaked in their I guess in their resurrection forms if you will. Yeah, a lot of the combiners look like combiners, but they also look like they're permanently fused together too. Yeah, yeah. they don't separate ever. Yeah. yeah, but in whatever case, yeah, they, they're given like weird capes and helmets and some like weird like weapons, like you know, like Overlord has like a spear and like a, some of them have shields and swords and stuff. So like it, it, I don't know. It's all very weird and kind of surreal if you you were familiar with these characters beforehand. Violent Jiger sends like two splits them up and sends a group to two separate uh, locations to fulfill two separate goals. The first group goes to the planet of uh, Femina, I think it's pronounced. Uh, or Feminia starts pretty much devastating it, and uh, there's a young boy named Cain there who uh, is a native of the, of the planet, and he, and he watches as some of these, like, giant guys, like, start, like, tearing into his planet. And uh, this kind of draws the attention of uh, uh, Star Saber, and uh, he shows up, or I, I guess I should say Victory Saber, because I think he's, like, all combined and whatnot. He shows up with the Galaxy Shuttle and some of his troops to, like, you know, halt this rampage. But he's not really able to do it. But they they managed to save the one boy Kane. But Star Saber is caught in the explosion of the planet, and they think he's pretty much dead. So that that that's how the whole uh, OVA opens up, and we get our uh, uh, opening. We get a, we actually get an opening sequence, which is kind of nice. They try really hard in Japan to kill like poor Genrai over and over again. <laughs> Well, it's like I fe- I feel bad because it's like like sorry Star Saber like you're not the new toy anymore like goodbye like anyhow uh, the the other group of generals are pretty much told to uh, obtain like uh, the new energy source for the Autobots which is called Energon Z. Energon Z is produced by something called the Zodiac, which is some kind of weird energy force that's. Uh, it, it, they say it's like responsible for the creation of the universe. Pretty much, Violent Jiger intends to like possess that and corrupt it and use it to you know take over the universe. So, yeah, it's just as big as an Anglomois energy from Beast Wars Japan. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty Anglomois or whatever they call it. Yeah, or or our much easier U.S. term like Dark Energon or whatever. It's like. 
I don't know, some, whatever, it's some mysterious energy source that, like, is ill-defined and, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, um, anyway, uh, we, we then go to Planet Zone, which is, uh, the, pretty much the, uh, the home base of, like, the, the Micromasters and the, the main Autobot, like, team of this, of what would have been this series, which is mostly made up of, like, the team is made up of Micromasters and their, like, bases and whatnot, and, um, Pretty much Kane and his little, like, stupid pet mascot, which is, like, this little pink little bunny that uh, named uh, Imusa. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's a, it's a little stupid mascot. It's, it's, it's weird because it's, like, it's a bunny, but it's pink. But then it has, like, a, the tail of, like, a raccoon or something. And, like, I mean, it <laughs> looks like... Why? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's very... Um, it's Annoying. Just, some kind of amalgamated personification of various animals, and and I, I was just gonna say like Kane, like did anybody else like? Because I know I know we've all seen Master Force. I felt like it was like Cab got like pale faced and his hair got dyed like light blue, but that's that was yeah. Like, he did my, look my like thought. sort of like a palette swap or something. Yeah, it was like he was like a palette cab, swap yeah. of Cab or something. But that was just yeah, my immediate it, reaction to him. They repainted him, yeah. <laughs> well, in any case, like, he's been, I guess he's been chilling on Planet Zone for a little while, at least, after they rescued him from the destruction of his planet, because some of the Micromasters are carting him around and giving him, like, the lowdown on, like, the Autobot Decepticon War, and, you know, they're telling him about Energon Z and the Zone base, and, like, you know, every, pretty much how this planet was created, and, uh... You know, just giving them a some exposition, and they yeah, gave the them some like is pretty much a countdown. By the way, for anybody keeping track, yeah, countdowns like uh, whatever planetary like base or whatever uh, with a big rocket ship. But uh, they they also gave him some snazzy new futuristic duds or whatever. So because. I guess you know they 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 should have given him like a jumpsuit with a big C on the chest or something. I guess, but no, they gave him some weird like armor or whatever. It's like they give him like a jumpsuit and there's like a D on the chest and they're like, who's that? And there's like there's like some blood stains on it or something and they're like, who did that belong to? And they're like, never you mind. Like a D can become a C very easily. He just outgrew it. He's like General Daniel now. He's busy. You know, if Daniel was around, he would have kicked Tripticon's ass all by himself. It's very yeah. He's part of the EDF now or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's chilling somewhere else. Any in any case, uh, of course, uh, some of the like demon Destron generals, Decepticon, Destron, whatever you want to call them, generals attack, and uh, the MicroMaster bases try to hold them off, but it doesn't. They they're not very effective. What do you call? It? They they find they pretty much tear into like the planet and they find uh, the Energon like Z uh, like core or whatever they're using to power the planet and they they steal it and they and then they're like you know all right exit stage left and leave and uh of course like you know the autobots can't let that stand so they get in their little countdown like rocket or whatever and they pursue them into space but um they've left uh, the destrons have left a black zarek up in orbit and he throws, like, sort of an energy net over the countdown shuttle to, like, keep them in place. 
and instead of just destroying them in one hit, he's kind of like, you know, you're going to suffer and die, like, slowly. Goodbye. I'm not going to... I'm just going to assume, like, everything goes well, like, you know, and just leaves. <laughs> I thought it was really funny, because when they're flying out there, it's like their rocket ship, and then, for some reason, Sunrunner, who's a propeller plane, flying in outer space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, mic- the Micromaster Sunrunner manages to... uh both track where the generals are going and uh, his his teammates in like the whatever the jet micromaster team like save the people in countdown's shuttle and uh, they find out like the uh, the uh, other like the other generals are headed to earth on planet zone they're still recovering from the attack and uh, die atlas and sonic bomber uh, show up and they they've recovered uh, star or uh, uh, star saver so i guess he he did survive, but he's all beaten up. So they kind of like put him in a medical, uh, in the medical wing, and uh, <laughs> Star Saber like looks over and gives like Die Atlas the "You're the new toy" like nod, and like <laughs> you have to handle things from now on. <laughs> like, if you want one of the most overpowered Transformer characters in the world to be in your show, Die Atlas is your man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? He's just like, Die Atlas, like, you would have been super helpful in, like, in Victory and Master Force and Headmasters, but we haven't seen you up until now. But, yeah. But, the same after this show, he went to, like, the planet of the Drifts and became a pussy. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> he, he must have been he must have been on the planet of the Drifts, like, this whole time, just chilling, and then they'd, like, he'd be like, you know what, being a pussy is boring. Let's go help them. Like, being a hey, let me go, let me go save boring. this guy who survived the epicenter of a planetoid explosion, and then I'll become Supreme Commander. He's like, yes. Maybe maybe, maybe a, a sandstorm uh, retired to planet Femina or whatever, and he's like, it's blowing up, and he's like, not again, not again. It's so beautiful. Give me the bomb. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Hey. Yet another planet that Ultra Magnus blew up or something. <laughs> But uh, in in whatever case, um, uh, on Earth, uh, everyone's like kind of reckon how like the D- Destron generals that are on Earth already are starting to wreck house like Devastator, uh, Trypticon, Predaking, uh, King Poseidon is there. A bunch of uh, the Autobots arrive and they try to like fight these guys, but they're clearly outmatched. They they save a, a little. I guess it's, it says it's a boy, but like I, for the longest time I thought it was a girl. Uh, like it's a girl. Hair. It's a fucking yeah, it's girl. Supposed to, it's clearly supposed care. to be a girl. It's a girl. It's yeah, a girl. But she's, I got, guess... she's got really short shorts. She's got a, a VA that's a girl. Like, the, the manga and all that art, like, it's a little red-headed girl, and then they made it a little black-haired girl. It's a girl. The, the only <laughs> way okay. I can live with myself is if it's a fucking girl. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, it's clearly supposed to be a girl, but I guess I don't know. Japan was probably like like uh, girls don't sell toys, you know. <laughs> whatever. In whatever case, yeah. So anyway, Akira, whoever he or she may be, yeah, is rescued by. It's, uh, it's like, you know, it's the, like the, what there's a pat of uh, Transformers Japan universe or whatever. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but uh, anyway, they they save they save him, her, it. And uh, <laughs> the the Micromasters are still fighting, like, off the Destron Generals, and finally Diatlas and Sonic Bomber arrive, and uh, they go into battle with, uh, like, a Trypticon and Predaking, 
and a devastator shows up and he drills to the core of the earth and because they've sensed where the zodiac like uh, power source sources and uh diatlas uh follows transforms to his drill mode and follows devastator down there they f- they fight over the zodiac uh energy source and uh diatlas uh manages to come out on top when he transforms to drill mode and drags Devastator into, like, a lava flow. And I, I guess that's supposed to be Devastator's death, because he kind of, like, falls under the lava and then doesn't yeah. come back up. Yeah. You know, I guess, you know, maybe it was one of those, like, you know, G1 deaths where, you know, Megatron and all those guys fell into the lava then came up, like, two minutes later. So maybe Diat, like Derek might say, maybe Diatlas should have like watched the lava for an extra like two minutes. on the job. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, it's well established that if a Transformers falls in lava, he will get out in a little bit of time and be completely crazy. Exactly. (laughs) But uh, during during Devastator and Diatlas's struggle, uh, King Poseidon managed to get the Zodiac, so he heads up to the surface with it. King Poseidon throws the Zodiac to, like, Trypticon and Predaking, like, for some reason, even though, like, he should be away in the clear. Like, it seemed like he was flying to safety, but then he was like, hey, you two guys, like, you catch it now. And, like, Trypticon and Predaking bumble it. They they fumble it. Diatlas manages to catch it again. Trypticon fires on Diatlas, and Sonic Bomber takes the shot for, for him. And, uh... Trypticon fires again, and, like, Predaking and King Poseidon join in, and uh, Diatlas decides that, uh, you know, he's he's uh, outmatched, so he, he pretty much besieges the Zodiac, or the whatever, the energy source for the power that created the universe, and I guess that, that it translates to them, I don't know, it... it basically lets them, him and Sonic Bomber, transform into their base modes and combine, and then, like, unleash their firepower, which seems kind of, I don't know, a petty reason to, like, call upon the cre- the power that created the universe. I don't like, to sell, die. <laughs> To sell their new toys. Like, I don't know. I don't, know. Both separately. I don't want to exactly. go back to the planet of the drift, please. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, they they unleash they unleash their like super energy blasts from their base modes, and it totally like obliterates Trypticon and King Poseidon. Predaking is like holy shit, man, and like he tries to fly away, but uh, Sonic Bomber and Diatlas follow him, and Diatlas is all like Frieza, and jumps up and like slices you know Predaking's clean down the middle. Predaking like slides in two, that's and you see like Predaking's like brain. Brain. In his head. Yeah, it's like, it, such a weird. Scene. Yeah, it's a really weird visual. Yeah, but it, so Predaking dies. Earlier, uh, the reason I said my head's on backwards is Car- Predaking's character model. It really is his face from his toy turned around, and it, that's how his head is in this series. So that's why I said that earlier. Yeah, it's like someone like was looking at like the toy and they like someone put the helmet on wrong or something. Like I don't know, they're using some weird reference to draw Predaking's head there. But in whatever case, uh, you know, the Autobots are victorious, even though like there's still other like Destron generals out there at the moment. And um they you know, they have a little powwow and uh Akira says he like knew about the the, the Zodiac and he knew uh, his father must be some kind of scientist or something, or 
I, I don't know. He says something about that. And uh, he asks if he can go to Planet Zone, and, you know, Diatlas is like, sure you can. And, like, you can, you can tell us all about Earth, you know? Even though there's probably, like, millions of other guys, like, out there, like, Transformers that could do that. But, you know, they're not, their toys aren't on shelves anymore, so we can't, like, consult with them. Akira gives them flowers. Yeah, that's why <laughs> and, uh, she gives them flowers. She, okay. yeah, she gives, I guess she gives them flowers. <laughs> and and, it's like, uh, she blushes and she gives them flowers. That's, that's how I, that's how I keep saying. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> like, you know, Diatlas is like, ah, oh, yes, it, it is a token from Earth or whatever, and he's all, like, cool with it. But anyway, uh, back, back on Planet Zone, uh, there's a big ceremony where uh, Victory Saber, like, officially, like, says, you know, well, my toy is no longer on sh- on the shelf, and yours is, Diatlas, so I guess that makes you the new Supreme Commander. Like, here you go, dude. Like, he hands him the keys to, like, you know, the it's Autobot the Supreme Commander throne or whatever. And uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of cameos, like, from Victory and stuff, standing up there with Star Saber, so that's kind of cool. But, and, uh... Anyway, that's pretty much the end of it, where the, every, everyone starts cheering Diatlas's name, like, Diatlas, Diatlas, and, you know, and somewhere you can hear, like, people going, buy his toy, kids, and uh, that's that's pretty much where Zone ends, or it technically was... where it should have begun, but it that was the only episode they only produced, so, yeah, yeah that's, Diatlas that's was much... like a battery-operated toy, I guess, because I was looking at, like, the... I don't know if it was like a, it was kind of like that Scramble City thing where they had those stop motion type commercials and stuff, and you could see he, they were preparing him and they you know, like stuck the batteries in his back, but it was like he could move when he was stood upright, but then he could also like transform and it looked like he you know kind of was like that rolling mobile base that he turns into or whatever. So I, I thought those looked pretty cool. I mean, as far as like, if, yeah. you know, the end goal is to sell the toys and everything. I mean, I don't, yeah, he was a powered master. Yeah. A powered master. Like, I don't, I don't know that I particularly, I, I, I guess I don't really care too much for Diatlas, probably because he was the douchebag on the planet of the drifts. And he only was <laughs> in this one episode. And, and I think, I have more of a connection to Star Saber than him because yeah, Star Saber was in like fifty something episodes, and you, you, you first you're like shocked because you're like, holy shit, they just blew up Star Saber, and then when he comes back, it's more like the whole, you know, oh, Rodimus went off to find a planet with Poochie, and then him and Cup and Blur leave, you know, and it's like, oh well, yeah. it's kind of like okay, they're kind of passing along the torch and everything, which you know is is a traditional thing in the the Japanese shows, but there there is that element of Kind of like, why are you so goddamn special, Diatlas? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, what? Like who the my, fuck my, are you? You know, my my avatar on Skype right now is the panel from IDW's comics where Star Saber kills Diatlas. Yeah. yeah, it's like you taking my spot, like bitch. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I I I guess it's just like I I guess I could see you know what they were going for, but I. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe if the series had run longer and we'd gotten more of a chance to know him, you know, but since it was just that one OVA, you know, it, it wasn't like we ever really got the chance to live with the, the character other than these brief moments and, and what, you know, other writers and stuff had gone on to do with him in the other comics and stuff. 
Yeah, I always, I always took it that he was kind of like uh, Fortress Maximus in that, like, you know, Fortress Maximus was a headmaster, but he was also the biggest headmaster and, like, the supreme commander of the headmasters. And I think that's what they were going with with Atlas is, like, he was the biggest micromaster base, so everybody, like, you know, he's the leader, so, like... See, that, you know. that's why he seems stupid to me. He's a big micromaster. I mean, he just, the whole concept seems like an oxymoron, you know? Like... <laughs> Dude, I'm the biggest micromaster there is, but you're a fucking micromaster. Like, <laughs> he's, oh, he's and, a micromaster base. There's a difference, Derek. Yeah, I don't, I don't know though. But even the bases were like usually like an ancillary piece to a micro guy, right? I mean, at least in my yeah. experience with the American stuff. But he generally seems like a, a large base, you know, so it, it, it's kind of like what Tony said, he's, he's the Fortress Maximus of the Micromasters, you know, which seems kind of, I, I guess it's better to call him that, you know, the powered master, you know, because then you, you feel better about the character, you know, he's just a powered master who happens to be in command of all these other Micromasters guys. I, I do think that the uh, show kind of failed, though, on one thing. It's like, sure, they sold us. Well, not Derek, but they sold my like, kids on Diatlas. You know, like, he's so cool and everything. But every single motherfucker he fought never got a toy. I mean, there was the original toys, but you never got the nine Decepticon generals, like, in that kind of toy form with, like, the armor and the capes and shit. Do you think they would have to be, like, giant action masters or something? Mm. It's like, what would they tr- even transform yeah, into? Yeah. Like it's, like... Well, I was going to ask you, since you like the. Uh the Decepticons with the Clint Eastwood little cloaks and all that stuff. Like, what's your take, Mike, on, on all these emperors or generals having having capes? I don't know. It's kind of, like, too, I don't know, like, I guess flamboyant is the word. Like, I do like when, like, robots... <laughs> <play>. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I do like that like concept because I think it's 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 kind of weird and like counterintuitive, but at the same time it's kind of cool. But like I like it when like lockdown like from animated like where's like a poncho or yeah, something because yeah. that that looks cool. Like, but this this just kind of looked like awkward. Like I guess I don't know and weird. Like it's weird. Like, there in, there, uh, there are moments where like being. I, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, sometimes I'd look at Overlord and I'd look at Devastator and I'd be like, because they're the, quote-unquote, endless waltz designs. Like, I, I, I think if somebody told me that Overlord was Devastator, I would, like, go, okay, sure. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it's not like they're so specific. It's just, I, I don't know how to explain that other than it, it just seems those like new sort of... Attru- those new, like, design attributes, like, are so overpowering. Yeah, yeah. Like that you you can barely tell some of them apart. It's it's hard like, to see uh, when, the especially like character underneath all that stuff the the cape yeah. and the the newfangled design and everything. Like I think I was like I was watching one of them like rampage like on Planet Zone and I was like who is that supposed to be? And like by process of elimination I was like oh it has like, to be abominus. Yeah. So like He's and, the and worst like, I was like I can't tell you, yeah. But, like, it didn't, like, I was like, is it Devastator? Because he has, like, a visor. But then I was like, no, it, I guess it's not, because he's not yellow. It must be Abominus, so. But I don't know. Yeah, it, it's not very, it, so, like, like so Derek said. basically, like, Bruticus is the one gestalt who gets left out of the fun, pretty much? Yeah, I don't think he shows up in, on, in the anime, at least. Like, I, they make a big show of, like, 
in the manga adaptation, like the big like spread of like characters, but I, I don't think I think Rodicus shows up like on Planet Zone, like during that uh, like attack, but not yeah, not very like so so yeah. what that's it's it's Overlord Bruticus and Abominus that attack. In Menasaur, I think. Yeah, Planet Zone, yeah. Yeah. And then like yeah, Trypticon, Preda King, Devastator, and King Poseidon attack Earth, and then Black Zarek is left uh behind in orbit. Okay. So that pr- that pretty much like accounts for everyone. It's really funny though, because considering that they were like trying to sell obviously big toys like, you know, Diatlas and stuff. It's like the line included Metro Titan, who was a Metroplex repaint, and it's like he would have been perfect for that. You know? Well, I think I think in some of the later, I, I don't know if it's in any of the manga. The manga only did like an adaptation of this episode, but I, I do recall seeing like the the TV guide stuff or whatever they called it. It was like the TV stuff, like Metro Titan, is mentioned as part of that, you know, era of you know. I mean, maybe had they made more OVAs because I think the plan was to at least make, you know, like six of them or, or, you know, around like the kind of like a war in the pocket thing. There was a number of episodes to round out the show and establish the characters, but I I guess it just didn't, I I don't know if it didn't make enough money or, or they just figured they had the toys going and they didn't need the OVAs to help sell them or, you know, however that went down. But it was never done after that, but maybe had it continued, we would have seen guys like Metro Titan in in the show. I'm I'm kind of surprised. Like, do you guys think we would have ever seen the generals leading their own MicroMaster troops? Because that's something that seems to be missing from this as well. According to the wiki, the only Decepticon MicroMasters, as far as the actual toy line, was the Race Car Patrol from G1, and that was it. Hmm. Yeah, all the Decepticon uh, MicroMaster toys that were released over here were all made into Autobots for uh, the Japanese release. Oh, okay. Okay, I hadn't realized that. Yeah, they're pretty much all generalized. Did, also, any, did anyone also find it distracting and weird that a lot of the MicroMasters had, like, kid voices? Like, it seems like just because they were, yeah. like, tiny guys, a lot of them seemed like children. <laughs> ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。ロシア。
and and there's no real basically according to the wiki anyway they say there's no real explanation on you know why that decision was made but i'm kind of like i wonder what like what, why is that like i wonder what's I can, I can different about this see, i can kind of see scramble city because it doesn't like we were talking about the episode we we've talked about scramble city it'll be out before this one it doesn't really kind of fit. It sort of fits, so I can see maybe discrepancies. But Zone takes place after everything. I don't know why they would include that. But I, I don't think it's a matter of – I don't think they care about, like, fans or continuity or anything. There there must be some kind of business reason, like somebody who worked on it or somebody – you know, some kind of legal rights reason why they're like, no, you, you can't have this to release. Like, you know, some legalese that we just don't know about, but – yeah, yeah, like uh, Scramble City, you don't even get the full episode on the uh, movie special edition. You just get fans talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, the, they didn't want to surrender the audio. Yeah, I do. It, the, uh, it's also interesting. Uh, Zone does have one really uh, big hallmark, though, as far as Japanese continuity and uh, by default U.S. continuity because of how the shows ran. Uh, Zone is considered the last uh, G1 animated project, so there is that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, I does, guess it's significant for that, at least. Yeah, it, it was it was right before G2 comics and not really a cartoon, and then the Beast era, so that's kind of cool. Did you guys own any of the toys from this, this OVA or, like, around that era? Because I remember when the Action Masters came out, I bought all of those, and then just by association, like whatever MicroMasters were left, they were usually on clearance by this point. And I remember I did buy a pretty large number of like little, you know, MicroMaster base guys and, and you know, the, the sets of the four, you know, teams, you know, whatever they were, you know, race cars or construction guys or airplanes or whatever. But did, did you guys own any of those? toys or, or anything like is there anybody you can point to like i know in like master force for example i could be like dude i have bombers you know like that kind of thing like is there anybody you can point to in this at all that you yeah, have just, yeah like i have the u.s release of the battle patrol team but that's about it okay yeah like um, I, I think i have like various u.s micro or i did at one point i think i got rid of them all but uh, I had various like U.S. MicroMasters, but I don't remember which ones. Yeah, um, as far as they go, let me look up something real quick to make sure I'm not wrong. Because like as far uh, as the OVA goes, I couldn't recognize anybody who I had owned. But when I looked at that, you know, sort of lengthy toy commercial with the stop motion stuff, where they were trying to sell all the different toys, I did notice a couple of those base guys, like the one. Like aircraft carrier with a little air bomber micromaster guy, or like the green. Oh, that was like, uh, that was flat top. Flat top, and then the green like construction vehicle guy who had like a little truck where he sort of drags his base around with him or whatever. Uh, that was rough stuff. Okay, yeah. So I remember having those guys. I think I may have uh, sold those to um, to Brian, I, I, but I don't remember for sure. Yeah, I, I think I'm like Yawn and probably like you. I, I had MicroMasters, but yeah, they were definitely the U.S. releases. I, I think I remember having the uh, – uh, I actually think I had the uh, Autobot – like I forgot what it's called, Military Patrol, the one with Sunrunner. I think okay. I had those. Yeah, that's the one that I've got. 
Yeah, I think I had the sports car patrol. Okay. Yeah, the other thing about the team is uh, the Japanese release was a completely different color scheme from the American. Yeah, yeah. I think the only I think the Decepticon race track patrol was the only one that was colored like the U.S. versions, wasn't it? Or or was that recolored too? I can't remember. Can't remember. I remember I had the set with the guy Big Daddy, the one that turned into like that sort of flaming hot rod car. Or whatever. Yeah, hot rod, the hot rod patrol. Yeah, I, I remember that. I, I thought those guys were fun. I mean, I I enjoyed those for what yeah. they were. I like how they changed it up a lot because, like, originally uh, the Autobots were the ones with like the military vehicles, and the Decepticons had the cars, and then then they switched it back. Then like the Decepticons, you know, had military vehicles, and the Autobots had the hot rod patrol and stuff like that. But the, the the weird thing I don't understand about this series is we had uh, Countdown, who is who is the biggest MicroMaster base in U.S. release, obviously not compared to Diatlas or. Uh, was Grandis Zone or was he Victory? Uh, no, he was in like Operation Combination or uh, Battlestar. Oh, uh, okay, so, yeah. So, so he, was, he was after post the zone. Yeah. yeah, but um, but yeah, it's it's really weird they didn't include Sky Stalker. I thought that was weird. Yeah. Was, like the biggest Decepticon base at the time. Well, I always thought like I I used to have a catalog with like some of the MicroMaster toys, and I always thought like Countdown was like cool looking, and I would have gotten him if I ever saw him in his giant like base or whatever. But uh, I did end up getting like the cl- the classics Countdown, who was a, a redeco of a uh, Cybertron uh, battle mode Red Alert or whatever that big Red Alert with the rocket on his shoulder was. Yeah, and like I thought that that was an excellent like. Use Universe, that Universe 2.0 was really weird because they upgraded a lot of MicroMasters. Yeah, but like I thought it was a very like very like good like Redeco because that rocket on his shoulder looks exactly like the MicroMaster base rocket. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I like I, I think the thing that's like interesting about Zone. Um, you were mentioning like Derek said is OVA and stuff. There's a few rough spot, you know, spots like you know the uh, Predaking head swap, and you know some of the animation is a little, and eh, some places, but overall, I, I actually like. I don't know if I like the Decepticon general design, general design, but I thought it looked really good. I, I kind of like the stylized version a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't have any problem with the way it's animated. I mean, I, I still may poke fun at some of the designs, or at least I, I, I feel like they're a little more generic like that it's hard to, like we discussed that it's hard to tell maybe which general is which unless it's something incredibly obvious you know like oh look it's the orange guy that's credit king oh look it's the guy with a bunch of cars for arms it's menasaur then you know like i said devastator and overlord like almost i was like well it's it's a decepticon that has a silver face and a black sort of outline you know it's like i can't you know i'm not sure who's who at first you know that those kind of things yeah i I think the problem with at that point and i I could be talking out of my ass i mean and i don't know this for a fact but at that point we had already had three like future stories we had headmasters uh master force and victory I think maybe just people were just kind of tired of the future setting, maybe. Yeah. 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 I wasn't. Yeah. I like that. I'm, I'm like you, Derek. I love space. Space yeah. is cool. Yeah. Well, it's kind of weird because, like, in the Japanese cartoons, it's like 
they forget it's like the future sometimes it's like yeah. weirdly like the, the season 3 of like transformers kind of made it abundantly clear that things were like all futuristic and shit and then like when you go to headmasters and master force and victory sometimes it looks like modern times when they go to earth and stuff so it's weird i always yeah. i always question that because i think i think when i watched transformers season 3 I always thought that the future was going to be like this awesome place where we all like flew around in, you know, flying cars and, you know. And there were hoverboards. There were hoverboards and Nikes that auto-laced and all that kind of stuff. But then, like, some of those moments in either season three or even what you're talking about where, you know, you say people, quote, unquote, forgot that it was the future. Like, sometimes I look around today and go, hey, it's 2015, and that's kind of what it looks like. So I guess maybe they were more right on than... Than, than we're anticipating or whatever. Like, that's, that's kind of what I always take away from that sense of, yeah. you know, the, the, the future can be futuristic, but sometimes some things, you know, dirt's always going to be dirt, you know, like that kind of thing. Or trees, trees are always going to be trees. It's not like it's like, oh, shit, it's a future tree, so it looks like Tron, and it's got circuits in it, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that's not going to fucking happen, you know? Well, it, it's like I point out in, like, mass, uh, the Master Force episode, <laughs> It, it definitely seems, especially after Headmasters. I mean, it was kind of there in Headmasters, but definitely like Master Force, Victory, and Zone, they all seem to just be kind of Transformers in name only, and they kind of went off in a different direction. You know? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, they, they especially like with the Decepticons or the Destrons or whatever, they they all had their own angles to who they were. You know, you you probably wouldn't expect Megatron to work with a whole lot of humans. I mean, yeah, there was Dr. Arkaville and stuff like that, but you, you, you could never see, like, Megatron would not let Dr. Arkaville be his breastmaster. Do you know what I mean? Like, And yeah, Dr. Yeah. Arkaville would never be the guy leading all the Decepticons just because he was, like, fused with Megatron or something, you know? So. Yeah, and, like, look at, like, Zarak. You know, Zarak was the name of the uh, headmaster robot, like, not Scorponok, you know, in the comics yeah, it was. Yeah. Lord Zarek and Scorponok, and they were two different characters. It was like, no, Zarek's just my fucking suit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I guess, you know, that's about I, I really all I have to say. Does anyone have any other, like, final thoughts on Zone? Um, the, the only thing I really lament about this series is, first of all, the toys are expensive as hell to get, like the big guys. Um, one thing that's kind of interesting is, like, especially, like, Victory and Zone, and uh, I think maybe even Battlestars, I'm not sure. Um, later, like, a lot of these molds that you see used in these uh, shows would eventually be carried over to uh, the next project by uh, Takara, which was the Brave series, um, which had a lot of these molds, like uh, Sky Gary and uh, a bunch of other ones. I can't remember them all. And I, I thought that was kind of interesting that, like, they, they, even then they seemed to be kind of prepping for the next Transformers show, because Brave is pretty much Transformers, just a little different. It's more like Machine Robo smashed together with uh, Transformers. So that that was kind of interesting. But, um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, the saddest thing is we never got a Battlestars cartoon, because there are some really cool designs in that. Yeah, that, that would have been cool. I, I think it's kind of a shame, for whatever reason, this has never been officially ported over to, you know, Region 1 or the U.S. on... DVD or Blu-ray or, you know, whatever medium we have, and that, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, you basically just have to be, you know, a fan and, and get it online and watch it that kind of way, so 
but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, you know, if you're a fan of Transformers, I mean, you would you would probably enjoy checking it out, even if it isn't quite what you you remember for the uh, the different Destron generals and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, overall, it's a fun little distraction. I mean, it's only a you know twenty something minute OVA. It's not like it's gonna you know, make a big, huge dent in your day if you sit down and watch it, you know, even if you're not thinking it's, like, the greatest Transformers thing you've ever seen. So, I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're interested in Transformers, I'd, I'd watch it. Yeah, it's, it's a nice, like, addition to your, like, Transformers, like, viewing library, I guess, uh, in, in your head, basically. Like, you could say, you say, oh, yeah, I saw Zone. Like, I mean, I haven't seen this, like, I watched it for the first time again. Like we we found it on YouTube, like fan subbed or whatever. But I watched it for the first time again in like 15 years, I think. Like you know earlier today. I, so. I tried to I tried to pull out my my old DVD that I had of it, and that was taken from a VHS copy that I had burned onto the DVD. And then I ripped it and tried to watch it on my TV, and it's like that just exemplifies how far along we've come because it's like it was practically unwatchable like because of the VHS like artifacing it was like everything was like wavy and I could barely read the fucking subtitles because they were so blurry you know so I was just like oh I'll just watch that thing that you sent you know but it was like sitting there kind of going wow like this is you know yeah it's been the same for me it's been a really long time since I've seen this what do you think, Jan? Was it was it well worth your time, or? Well, it's a decent episode. I mean, it hasn't aged well. Um, the copy that I've been watching is a uh, fan dub done by TF Cog, and you know, typical fashion that they do. Uh, all the voices are kind of erratic, and some don't fit the character, and they throw in their own sound effects, and it's kind of a mess. But I don't know. Seems worth watching. Yeah, it's it's an interesting experiment, I guess. Um, I would just like to add, like I, I mentioned it before, but the manga adaptation of this first like episode, like it's it's probably it tells the exact same story and it tells it in a shorter time, and it it, it but it's much more blatantly a toy advertisement because like literally like. Every time, like, Diatlas or Sonic Bomber does anything, there's, like, a little inset panel of, like, Kane and Akira going, wow, that's awesome, like, or, like, you know, they transformed into their base modes. Wow, that's awesome. They did this. They combined. Like, wow. It's, like, literally every page, like, once the battle starts, has them, like, on, like, at least one panel commenting on how awesome like Diatlas is. I, I call that I call that Power Rangeritis because they always do that when they get a new thing. They're like, "Oh man, that's our new Megazord. It's totally cool. I hope you can buy this at Toys R Us right now." Yeah. Optimus, we've captured two of the Decepticons. Vehicles. Look out! They're transforming into bases. Decepticon Micromasters have passed. Micromaster Microbases become the most incredible places. Now the Autobots and Decepticons have Micromaster bases, and you can connect them to form whole cities. Micromaster Transformers, the most incredible micros of all. They're not just small. Micromaster Transformers. Micromaster bases. Collect them all. My, my final question to you guys about this. Do you, any of you want to see, like, Violent uh, Jiger, Geiger, whatever his name is, uh, like, make a return, like, in the comics or, like, in a new form in some, in some fiction? 
Um, I, I will say I don't know if I want Violent Jagger to return. He didn't really make a big impression on me. But one thing I really do love, I like it when they try different villains instead of just Decepticons all the damn time. Yeah. I, I like the idea of like something new. That's always good. No, he kind of like watch seeing him again. Like after a while, like he kind of reminds me of like the Liege Maximo from like Generation Two, like some sort of techno organic like giant beast or whatever with weird like powers that like can yeah, like, you know <laughs> spawn minions or whatever. But yeah, when I mentioned stylized earlier, Violent Jiger is probably the most stylized design of the whole yeah show, definitely. I, I haven't yeah. been keeping up with all the IDW stuff, but I, I would say he'd probably be more of a means to an end for me if he showed back up, because I, I probably would think it'd be interesting to play up that supernatural thing, and then if you need to, you know, resurrect some characters and put your your protagonist in some deep shit, you know, it could be. I could see an issue ending with like, oh yeah, it's this violent Jagger guy, and like, oh okay, well whatever. Then all of a sudden it's like I've resurrected like these seven Decepticons who are like your worst nightmare, and it's like, oh shit, you know, yeah. next issue, you know, how do they get out well, of this crap? You know, that's pretty much what Devoid was. So like, you know, it's like. There's there's not enough room for uh, the same like Z- zombie blackest would... night resurrecting Decepticon. Yeah, dad. like I guess like he'd have to be way different, I guess, than as he was portrayed here. And, okay. Like it's not that he was even very specific in this episode, like as to what he could do and what he was. So, but yeah, well, so they, they I, probably I mean, have to tweak him the same way they did with. Diatlas and Star Saber and all those guys yeah. and, and Metal Hawk, you know, like to kind of put their own spin on on uh, design, basically. Are you guys? I don't. I I could safely say maybe Derek wouldn't be interested, but like, would you guys be interested in an updated like Diatlas toy, whether it be like Masterpiece Diatlas, like the recent Star Saber, or like just even like a Generations or Classics like Diatlas? Um, I do remember, I don't know what convention it was or if it was exclusive or something, but there is like a kind of a uh, Rebel Tech style Diatlas out there who doesn't transform. And he looks really cool um, as far as like the actual like character in transformable form. Yeah, I buy him. I, I totally buy him. What about you, Jan? Do you, do you, or should I, maybe I should ask Jan, do you, we, would, are there any existing molds that you would, like, repaint into, like, Diatlas? Uh, the only one that would really fit, if any, would be Blitzwing, although the that toy really needs uh, to be better. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. That toy just needs to be better, <laughs> yeah. But, hey, I, I, I was just going to throw in, I would, I would totally buy a Masterpiece Diatlas, but it looks too much like a Gundam, so I can't. <laughs> I've been fighting so hard to make a comment on that, Derek. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if uh, it's just his design in general, but you look at, like, from Master, P- uh, Master Force up and how they really started to take Transformers into a new direction. Maybe this is why it was failing by the time Zone aired. Mm. 
because yeah, he went kinda, from kind of broke away yeah, from the con- the core concepts. I yeah, guess. let's go from four seasons of Transformers that we've been knowing now for how many years, and all of a sudden you want to bring in Tenders, which in general wasn't that bad, except for the fact that all the Decepticon ones were demons or monsters. And then in Victory, um, like, Master Force really didn't have an established Autobot leader. Like, we know that um, uh, Cerebro... Sometimes it's Metal Hawk, sometimes it's, you know, Genrai, who cares, yeah. Like, we know that uh, Rodimus left Cerebro in charge, but we don't know where those Autobots are, like, ever again. Like, we can assume maybe that they're on zone in at the, and they're amongst the crowd at the end of this episode but wasn't, wasn't fortress maximus there or cerebro or whatever you want to call him when uh, uh, grand maximus is in the uh, crowd okay okay he's standing uh, alongside uh star saver there yeah okay it but yeah you just see as the characters the like the main characters start to evolve and now all of a sudden we have die atlas a guy that turns into half tank, half drill, half jet. Like, you're getting a man-bear-pig vibe out of this guy. And <laughs> you're wondering, what the hell is this? Like, we just went from, uh, you know, semi-cab trailer truck to Winnebago to guy that turns into human. And now Star Saber, he's this tiny little bot that transforms into the face of the next bot, and then that thing transforms into the head of the bigger bot, and... Now you got Die Atlas, and he's like, where has Transformers gone? And you're all confused. And like, even the Decepticons don't make any more sense at this point either. Because you look at Master Force, their leader is basically this glowing orb that has brainwashed a bunch of humans into doing his bidding. Like, two of the main guys in that are like, you know, we'll form the bigger robot's nipples. Come on! You know, and then you get to this show, and. What exactly has happened? You've got Violent Jiger, who is described as some supernatural being that's a combination of the sparks of uh, defeated Decepticons. Like, we don't know who these Decepticons ever are. We don't know how many uh, were used to form him. And in the end, what do you got? Some demonic-looking skeleton that's made up of three uh, monstrous insectoid-type beings. Like, it doesn't make any it's like, sense. And, like, that, that information isn't even in the actual episode, I think, that he's like yeah, the I, combination I of dead about. Decepticon sparks, yeah. And, like, yeah, in this episode we see four, uh, at least three or four of the Decepticons get destroyed, and as far as I know in the magazine, he just resurrects them again. So, you know, until he's destroyed, they can just keep coming back again and again and again. And like, and like I said, like, all these characters they have, they don't have toys. So, like, even though Violent Jiger is, I guess, the big bad, we don't even have the big bad toy. We don't know who the actual, like, you know, selling point for the bad guy is <laughs> as far as this episode is concerned. You know, and speaking of, I'm surprised that no third-party company has ever created armor and capes for any of the combiners or other characters uh, on the Decepticon side. <laughs> we call it, like, third-party fabulous. but uh yeah for anyone that uh hasn't seen up to zone you know after this they start up with battle stars and operation combination that brings back how many of the uh older characters prime comes back and 
they uh, they finally get well, the out of ice uh, from back in Headmasters and the new big bad, more or less sense than Violent Jagger. Uh, he resurrects Galvatron and brings him back as Megatron, but he's uh, he's Super Megatron this time, and uh, it's it's uh, it's painful. It gives you a headache. <laughs> well, I think I think Japan's biggest problem was since the the series had pretty much ended in America, they didn't really want to make a whole lot of new toys, basically. Because if you notice, they did this with Robot Masters, and they also kind of did it with Beast Wars because they brought a bunch of G2 sculpts. They were just like, make one or two big characters and just fill the rest up with repaints and redecos. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what Operation Combination is, really. It's just a whole bunch of combiner repaints. Yeah, yeah, Battle Gaia and Guard City are just Defensor Bruticus. And then you got uh, Metro Titan, who you brought up earlier. And he's pretty much the Decepticon leader in that one, too. Yeah, I, I think you're talking about uh, Operation Combination. Like the only thing to really get out of that line, I really like the MicroMaster uh, combiners. I, I have all of them, so <laughs> yeah, I have the G, I have the Japan version. So like the Japan reissue. So like my six wing is a Decepticon, and there's that. But you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay then. So I mean, I think that's all we have to say about Zone. Um, yeah. You know, it's we it's. Uh, what do you call it? It's, it's interesting to say the least, and like as the the final point of like the traditional like Japanese like animated like G one stuff. You know, it's it's significant, but you know maybe we we don't exactly we maybe we would have wanted to see more, but maybe it, you know it, it was it was pretty much you know the end, uh, and it should have been the end until like you know Transformers was radically reinvented as Beast Wars, so. Just like it was in the U.S., so like, yeah. So I, I think that's it. And uh, Derek, why don't you do all the information? You know? All right. Well, if you wanna send us any comments or criticism, if you're if you're mad at me for uh, calling uh, Akira a girl instead of a boy, and you want to point <laughs> out that there's a big giant rainbow in the background of that manga I referenced, then uh, you can send us angry emails at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, all that kind of stuff, same email address. Uh, we are on fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. We've got our regular, proper podcast that goes up there, and we also have our other spinoff shows, along with Transformers Tuesdays. We've got Mobile Suit Mondays, Sentai Saturdays, Token Thursdays, so you can check out all those on the fanholes blogspot.com we are on Twitter Stitcher Radio we are on Facebook we appreciate all the likes and everything that we get on there Uh, we appreciate all the feedback so and and thanks even if there's no feedback just for giving us the listen and everything so yeah thanks a lot we're also on Tumblr and uh, Instagram (laughs) yes yes we are yeah you gotta upload some photos to that Instagram it's just my photo right now I really do. Yeah, sorry. Get, you got to upload some like Transformers photos and stuff. There you go. All right then. So this is Mike signing off. This is Derek. Derek WC. I'm cut in half, and you can see my brain. This is Yon Airhammer. Kane and Akira are so gay. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Tony. You will believe there's a Transformer named Rabbit Crater. There is. Ataka ino toki wa
Geiger. I wonder if he's related to H.R. Geiger. <laughs> I am violent H.R. Geiger. I'm going to take a violent P. I'll be right back. You're so mature. <laughs> Go destroy the Autobots. Man, i got to take a wicked whiz. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>